everybody, this is Coco Gem Holiday, and welcome to A Gem of a Secret Podcast. Um, this week, Donatella, my secrets, will not be joining me, but instead, we decided to take this opportunity to give you a little bit of an update about where we are today, because what I found out recently is it's actually been two years since I had my very last drag queen karaoke at Charlie Dwellington's in Grand Junction, Colorado. And now, I have to tell you, so much has changed since that point in time. Uh, we're running a very successful karaoke show here in Portland, Oregon. Um, it's called The Mass Sing-Along. We do that with Autumn Rain's Heart. Uh, we formed a girl group called Vanity Came, and so many other things has, happen has happened over the last couple of years. And I have to tell you here and now that I, I absolutely appreciate every single moment that I've had in this city for the ups and the downs. I'm a current title holder. Um, I just had my name in an article, and life is really good. Um, folks told me before I moved uh, to Portland that I would have to start over. I wouldn't be as well-known. I wouldn't be as successful. And I have to tell you that I am so happy each and every single day where I get to prove them wrong. I was thinking to myself um, before I started this episode about how when you make a change like that, where you move across the country, where you're giving up your life, that there is a high potential for fail failure. And I told myself that even if I failed, I'd never go back to Grand Junction. And this episode isn't necessarily about bashing Jun Grand Junction, it's about the transition. And Because when I was coming home from the bar today, I was like, wow, like, so much is different from those two years ago. And... I kind of wanted to share this moment with you listeners, like even this podcast. I've always wanted to do a podcast. I always wanted to have my name um, and my voice out there telling people about who I am and what I'm doing and just how life is operating for me in general. And this has just been a really wonderful moment to where we get to finally have this conversation and this intimate dialogue between you and I. So let's dive in. So like I said, two years ago, I had a drag queen karaoke at Charlie Dwellington's in Grand Junction, Colorado. Um, and actually before that, I had a, so the very first drag show I ever produced, uh, was called The Haunted Night of Drag. It was at a place called Rocky Mountain Pub, which eventually became Barron's, which eventually became someplace else, um, from my understanding. Uh, and it was, it was a show, like, and it's funny, I'm not actually even a spooky or horror queen in any capacity, but it's the very first show we threw. We actually did it, um, on the day of zombie prom several years ago, and that's the first show I ever did. And I remember my partner at the time had said, I really want to throw a drag show, and I said, if you can go out there and find a venue and get them to say yes, then we can do it. And they did. They went out, found a venue, they said yes, and that's how we got started um, doing drag um, and producing. And I've been producing ever since. Uh, over the month of May at the bar that I work at called Local Lounge in Portland, Oregon on MLK, uh, I actually got back in the producer's chair to produce a fab, a show called Fat and Beautiful, where I brought out Lucy Stool all the way from Chicago to come entertain the kids. And it was an amazing show. An amazing show. And being back in the producer's chair has just made me feel so, so proud and so happy in all the ways that I wanted to feel. Because back in the day, I think I had a lot of uh, uncomfortable, 
uncomfortability, I guess is the way to say it, about, like, whether I would succeed or fail. Like, I guess that true imposter syndrome thing. And, and I was so delighted that so many people really appreciated what we did. Now, <laughs> I was talking to somebody about this today. Uh, oh, yeah, I was actually talking to Monochrome, a local entertainer, about this today, about how one thing that's really nice about living here and being in this space is that there are a lot more people who will call out racism here. It's a lot different than where I came from. Because when I was trying to get my name out there and put my name in lights, it actually gave you the opportunity to be center stage. I don't know why this occurred to me today, but I had these friends back in Grand Junction who came to like my very first show. And I remember one of them talking about my tuck. And then they made a comment to, that was like about how black people have larger dicks or something like that. And I just, I remember like that was kind of the moment that it started. That was the moment that I knew no matter where I was going to go when it came to entertainment, that this was going to be something that I was going to have to live with and struggle with. But what was so cool about seeing Lucy Stuhl perform, who's a, just a really an amazing entertainer from Chicago, uh, she's big, she's beautiful, she's black, she's a bearded queen, um, and she just commands that audience. Like, she was rolling in the money. It was just so cool to see. And I have to say that even if... Even if I hadn't brought her out, She's one of those people that, like, I would drive to be more like in that capacity, like, unapologetically herself. I know that we as queer kids and us as black queer kids sometimes think about what it would be like, you know, if we didn't have the identifiers that we have. And I can tell you right now that it has been a hindrance in some capacities, but I've thrived on it in other capacities. So a local entertainer by the name of Kisses Ash, who's a great friend of mine, I actually asked her about this, and this will go back to my story in Grand Junction too. I just asked her recently, do you ever feel like you're being tokenized, like they're putting you in the show so you can buck and twirl because you can give them for the kids? And she told me, she said, you know what, it doesn't matter if they do, because if they book me and then I turn the party, I can guarantee that I'll probably get another booking because they're going to see how great and how fantastic I am. And so maybe it did start off with a crappy reason, but it, it led to a reason of where they were going to respect me, love me, and I was going to take home that coin. And I absolutely agree with that methodology. I agree with that outlook on life and how we can pursue that thing together as kind of a tribe and as a family. So, because seriously, when I was in Grand Junction, I never necessarily thought about race in the realm of drag, because um, there wasn't a lot of drag queens, right? Um, and so me doing, like, the one thing I did notice is I got hit on a lot less. I was overweight, am overweight, and so I would get hit on a little less. And what I mean by hit on is, like, people appreciating the art that I'm giving out there. There's an illusion that you want to move forward with, and I felt like people weren't really respecting that side of myself and really weren't understanding who that was um, for me specifically. And that was really heartbreaking at times. It really was. But moving here, it was so weird. Like, the second I hit ground, like, I started working, I started hustling, and I started trying to get my name out there, and people seemed to be really okay with it, like, and celebrated me in a way that I never thought I could be celebrated. Uh, and the karaoke show that we've been doing now during COVID, uh, called The Mass Sing-Along, is 
a really popular karaoke show. I don't think it's the only karaoke show that's happening in Portland right now, but it is definitely something where people, we have our regulars that show up every single time that have like this really great and fun time. And it just really fills me with so much joy. And giving people that thing that I love so much has just been really amazing. So it's funny, one of my friends told me, they said, how can you do karaoke? Like, you can sing pretty distantly. Like, doesn't it hurt you when you have those drunk, like, white girls on stage who are just getting their best life? And honestly, it was like, I love those drunk white girls getting their best life. That fills me with so much joy to be able to see them going out there and doing the thing that they want to do. Now, you might ask me, moving here, have people made it to where I um, have said I don't deserve the things I do or acted in a certain way to where I don't deserve the things that I do? And I have had that, actually. I have had people say, why did Coco Jump Holiday get these things and I didn't get these things and I've been doing this for such a long time? And I don't actually have an answer for that question. I like to pretend that I'm nice and easy to work with. I don't know if that's true. I like to pretend that I'm a good entertainer, but I know people are better. I'd like to pretend I'm a great singer, but I know people are better. I'd like to say that my makeup's great, but I know that there are people who are better. I like to think that I come with an air of professionalism, but I've seen myself be messy. I don't actually necessarily know why I'm getting the opportunities I am, but I know that I'm a hard worker. I'm a very, very, very hard worker when it comes to trying to be the best version of myself when it comes to how I operate. Um, when it comes to the drag scene here in Portland. And Portland has this really beautiful way of making you recognize if you are good or if you are bad. Like, we talk about the smoke break performer, and I think I probably am sometimes a smoke break performer. Mer merging into my 30, year 30 years of life, uh, my body has slowed down. I read an article today that talked about how if you have a full-time job, which I do, and do drag, it can literally be one of those moments where you're just getting exhausted and you're tired and your life's getting beaten apart in all the other ways. But what you've recognized is that this thing is the thing that you love, so even though you're exhausted and sometimes it hurts you a little bit, you still keep moving forward. Even this podcast, for instance, like, even though it's like time-consuming and editing and all those other things that come together, it's just one of those moments that I really, really, really need this because I get to talk to Donatella about how I feel, about how my life is going and like what's what's really in it for me. Just recently I got a promotion at my full-time job and I wondered what would drag, how would drag fit in that picture and the thing is it's still fitting just fine. Um, I love drag so much that I will stay up late, I'll work really hard to make those things happen and to give myself that space and I love it. I do. I love it. <laughs> and I know that this, this episode probably is coming off of like, oh my god, Coco's just wanting to talk about how great she is, but the thing is, this episode's more about appreciating how hard it was to get to where I am today. Moving across the country and picking up my entire life to live in this space was something I had always dreamed about doing and never thought I'd be able to do it. I'd like to think a lot of it has to do with Donatella or myself, but it's probably a lot to do with Adam. Adam was the person who said, yeah, let's move, let's do it. Adam is my husband for any listeners who are just joining in on this episode. Um, I know that my life in certain capacities can seem like it's too good to be true, but a lot of the things that I've gotten didn't came with a lot of trials and tribulations. For instance, when I first moved here, uh, I took every gig. I said yes to every single gig. Getting my name out there, performing for free constantly. 
um, making like 20 bucks, making 30 bucks, and, you know, in my performances and thinking I was doing the great thing, but, you know, it wasn't everybody's cup of tea. Um, it took me forever to start singing in drag here, um, and now I do it more frequently. Um, I love to sing. And, yeah, it's true. I, I think for about four months I took every single gig that said yes, that somebody offered to me, and I was going to take a drag break in February. And it's funny because COVID hit in March. COVID hit in March. And so, yeah, I merged into online drag, and I loved that. That was great. But I can say... Um, actually, it's funny that the article talked about this that I um, was in. Uh, I talked about how I had an online show, and it was beautiful. But at the end of the day, if you don't necessarily love or are passionate about it, then you can't continue to do it. Drag artists had so many changes that they had to make. And honestly, when I started learning drag, like I said, like I already had my business degree. So I kind of knew how to do like the producing side. But when it comes to the creative side, that's all stuff that I had to learn. And I'm not the best at it, but all I did is just keep moving forward, and it seemed to pay it off a little bit in the end, I suppose. So, I just wanted to take this moment to just say thank you to all of our listeners. It has been a really wonderful journey. This has been a really fantastic year in the sense of what we've been able to accomplish with our drag. We recently just did Milwaukee Porch Fest, me, Donatella, My Secrets, and Autumn Rain's Heart. And it was super successful. We made a ton of money, and people loved the artistry we brought to the stage. It really was just one of those all-around moments. And I don't necessarily know what the future's going to bring when it comes to my drag, or how Portland's going to turn out, or anything like that. But I can honestly say at the end of the day that I'm so glad this was the decision I made. Because even if I would have round up flat on my face, I think we all need those opportunities to learn to grow and see if we can persevere. So, thank you for listening, listeners. My name is Coco Jim Holiday, and we'll see you next time. Bye. This has been another episode of A Gem of a Secret Podcast. The hosts of A Gem of a Secret Podcast are Donatella My Secrets and Coco Jim Holiday. You may follow Donatella My Secrets at Donatella underscore My Secrets on Instagram. You may follow Coco Jim Holiday at Coco Jim Holiday on Instagram. Original music by Touche Douche and Party Favors. You can follow them respectively at the Touche Douche and at Party Favors Music on Instagram. For more exclusive content, visit www.ajemofasecretpodcast.com. That is a j e m of a secret podcast. Com. Be sure to tune in every week on Thursday for a new episode wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have any comments or questions, email us at agemofasecretpod at gmail.com. Please don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.